You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Podcast Network, your team every day, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, man, we've got an interesting show today. This is kind of a hodgepodge show. Um, Bo is on location. Um, hair still looking fantastic. That great clips <laughs> and LA looks combination really, really does you justice. Really takes the focus off your your face. Um, Josh Weinfuss is going to join us for the next for the last. He's going to join me for the last two segments. We're just going to kind of take a a baseline. Just put everything that's happened this offseason on the table and just break it down one by one and see what the Cardinals need to do in an effort to bolster the lineup, whether it be the free agency or the draft, which is 21 days away from now. But first, Bo and I are going to talk about something that hasn't been talked about at all by us. It's really just been brushed over, and rightfully so, but this is kind of a what-if first segment. It's going to be fun. This uh, episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football NFL Network, he came out with his mock draft. He he talked about it, and he has two mock drafts that he does a year. And this is just an interesting storyline where, I mean, the fans in Bo and me probably would jump for joy because it would be endless fodder through, through the season and everything. Peter Schrager had the Cardinals trading up with, to take the Detroit Lions pick at seven and draft Kyle Pitts. Now, this is so wrong for so many reasons, in my opinion. It's like, what the hell are you thinking? Because they, they would have had to give up in this proposed trade in Peter Schrager's mock draft. They're obviously swapping picks, seven for 16 this year, and they'd be giving up their first rounder and third rounder next year in an effort to move up nine spots and draft who is looked at as pound for pound if you're taking the boxing cliche, uh, the best athlete in the draft, the best player in the draft. Bo, initial thoughts like take your fan hat off. Like let's talk as normal human beings here. Sure. What would you do if you saw that come across the ticker that, you know, a week before the draft, the Cardinals are trading up to seven and they're probably going to take Kyle Pitts if he's there? I love it. You do? I absolutely love it. I think yeah. that that's, I mean, that's the ultimate weapon, especially in the red zone for Kyler Murray. I mean, that he's a big, what is he, 6'6? Six, six. He had 12 touchdowns at Florida and um, not that many games. He was, he's the reason Kyle Trask was in the Heisman conversation. He's a freak. I think a couple of our Twitter fans, followers actually were proposing something similar to this. They were thinking, how far could, could you get up to four? I was like, I didn't, I didn't think teams like Atlanta or Detroit. Or uh, there was a third team in there that are always in the conversation for, you know, the worst teams. Denver, they've, they've just not been in the playoffs for a long time. That would be a tough sell for their fan base for the, to take future draft assets, like a future first for them to, to really be, you know, happy with them trading out of that spot. But if the Arizona Cardinals could do it, absolutely. I have no problem with that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this, they're in such a win now mode in taking advantage of this Kyler Murray contract that, that would be that would just be the exclamation point on this offseason. You know, I, I I tend to think like you know, in a fantasy world, if this were to happen, I would agree with you. But the issue with it is they've gotten older this offseason and has haven't stayed the same. Like if they would have been bringing in 27, 28 year olds 
even 29-year-olds and not really tipping the scale on going into a, a ger- the geriatric portion of the NFL, it they need young players on this team. And giving away the chance to draft two extra young players next year for the chance to have uh, uh, to, for the chance to have pits, it's it just it's doing the future a disservice. And but yeah, I mean, in a win now situation, sure. Not only, you're not just giving up the draft picks; you're getting arguably the best player in the draft. So people, that's the missed thing. Well, you know, you're giving away potential assets. I mean, I think that screw it. Like at this point, the Arizona Cardinals organization is in a screw it. We're going to do what we think will yield the most wins now. And if it happens, cool. If not, we'll be, you know, in the situation we're at. And we have been in pretty much in perpetuity since they were in Chicago. So, yeah, this is the fun part of the year where we haven't seen this in a mock draft yet. So right. it's fun it's to a, talk it's about. The, uh, it's the Kansas City Chiefs formula. It would be having a big playmaker on the outside as far as the wide receiver position and then having that tight end, that weapon in the middle of the field in Kyle Pitts, and he's so versatile. So, I look, it, it would be – I know you're, what you're saying as far as trading away, like with so many other states on this team but and not having a pick in the future, it wouldn't – I mean, if, if you go where you want to go, you're going to have a fringe first-round pick anyway. It's going to be late selection. If you get a guy like Pitts, you've got – I mean, I, I don't know – no knock on DeAndre Hopkins, but what is he, 29? Kyle Pitts would be Robin to Kyler Murray's Batman. God, that'd be it, so fun. But, but at the same time, it's like it, there is some hesitancy because of the position. It hasn't, like, yielded big-time results in the first round. Like, TJ Hawkinson went in the top ten. Has he panned out? Like, I like what Noah Fant's done for Denver. He hasn't really had a quarterback. He had some big flashes. Uh, so it's it's a position that hasn't been largely successful in the first round. Like some of the top tight ends in the league, you know, Gronk was what a second rounder. Kelsey wasn't a first rounder. Ertz wasn't a first rounder. I mean, they're usually guys that you kind of find later in the draft. But if they think he's going to be a guy and he's he's a little bit more unique skill set than those guys, more on the receiving end than your traditional tight end. I think that's lesser of a risk. Like if you if you want him to go out there and be, you know, Dan Arnold on steroids, I think a good possibility that's that's there. Yeah, and and what used to be a nice little inherent uh, perk to drafting or signing tight ends is, is the the price the pay scale is far less than than the wide receiver position. But that's kind of they've kind of flipped the script on that with Travis Kelsey and George Kittle as of late. Um, I think it's a horrible. It would be a horrible mistake. Like it, it would be so much fun. But I think with with the glaring needs, they got to eat their vegetables, and that's why we haven't talked about trading up. Trading up to seven is like if, for some reason, uh, Devontae Smith drops to 12 or 11, and the Cardinals want to get weird, and it would only cost them you know, a second next year to move up, then that's a conversation you can have. But I feel like moving up to seven, that is – it's just – it's mortgaging the future for the chance that the – that his pro day will pan out and that it wasn't just bad defenses with the SEC and that he's going to translate. I mean, he's got – he's an Adonis, you know. I mean, he's he checks all the boxes for a guy that's going to pop in the NFL. Um, it'd be Keep really- this in mind. If they trade it away, if they trade away their 2022 first-round pick, they'll just join the rest of the division. Nobody else in the division has a 2022 pick in the first round. It's pretty incredible. So they'd be keeping up with the Joneses, and they'd be doing it. It, I think the bigger debate is, like, if they trade up to seven, like, should they be taking Sertain? 
should they be taking who they, or, or if they believe JC Horn is, is the top right, they got to like, eat their vegetables. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's, that's what, the that's what all this is. Like, should they trade up? Yeah. I mean, the vegetables is now, it's now yeah. a medley, you know, before it was just like zucchini with the offensive line. Now it's, you know, carrots and celery and everything. Cause they have so many positions that they still need to fill to make this foundation strong enough to jump in to the 2021 season. And remember, for people that, that we've been going back and forth with on Twitter, we love it. Will is my newfound enemy, and I absolutely love it. Like, I respect and I, I love I love the conversations that we have. And enemies, obviously, uh, said in jest. Like, we love having these conversations because differing opinions is what makes everybody smarter. And make the information that's shared, that's why groupthink is so uh, it's it's counterintuitive. It's counterproductive when you just sit around the same people who think the same thing. You don't grow. So when people think that we're dumb for saying certain things, then cool. Let's have a discussion about it. And we have. And uh, at House of Cards, I believe on Twitter, he's a good follow. Yeah. He's, he's he doesn't mince words, and and we love that he's part of the Locked On Cardinals listener viewership. Let's we want everybody to stay, and, and even if you don't agree with us. We just we want to have conversations. So please, if you disagree with something the Boer I say, reach out to us on Twitter and let's have a conversation. Like seriously, that's that's the fun part of all of this. Because when it comes down to it, we have no control and we have no idea what's going to happen. The only thing we can yeah. do is get the information that we have and make the best educated guesses and and opinions on on what's going to happen in the future. Uh, coming up next, Josh Weinfuss is going to join us from ESPN. Covers the Arizona Cardinals. Incredible Twitter follow. Uh, don't tell him I said that. I'm only saying that because he's not here yet. Um, on ESPN.com, he writes great articles. We're going to pick his brain because um, I'm going to make Bo stay with me for one more segment. We're going to pick his brain um, just on everything that's happened so far. J.J. Watt, A.J. Green. The the luster is kind of, uh, you know, the sugar-coatedness has, has rubbed off. Now they're parts of the organization, but the the sexiness of the signing hasn't, you know, it's kind of gone away. What does it feel like now when you look at this roster ahead of the draft, three weeks away from the draft, have they done enough this offseason to put the Cardinals in a position to succeed? We'll talk about that next with Josh Weinfuss whenever he joins us right here on Locked on Cardinals. But first, I love talking about these guys, rockauto.com. It's a family-owned business, been around for over 20 years and rockauto.com, it's the easiest way to maneuver around buying things for your car. Whether it be your daily driver, your weekend your convertible, you need taillights, you need carpet, you need paint, you need whatever, rockauto.com's got you covered. You don't have to go to a store. You don't have to go and meander around you know, just trying to figure out where things are at specific locations. rockauto.com has everything you need. The prices are reliably low. The prices are the same for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers, people like you and me. So go to rockauto.com, type locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Second segment, Locked on Cardinals. Bo on location. Um, Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Uh, we're removing our YouTube feed for the moment. Uh, there's bigger things coming, and this is a necessary evil to do so. It's n- nothing bad. This, these are all good things. Uh, so if mm-hmm. you're watching mm-hmm. this and you choose to watch on YouTube at times, find us on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, those are the two uh, avenues that we'll be broadcasting live from. 
Uh, just to put a button on this Kyle Pitts thing. So, Bo, you – if this happens today, Steve Kime, you know, they're going to trade up to seven, and they draft Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. From an analysis perspective, you think that this is a beneficial move for the Cardinals? Yes. It would be. Because, I mean, opposing defenses would just have – it would be just nightmare fuel. I mean, you're talking about DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Kyle Pitts, Christian Kirk, whatever they figure out to do at the running back position, even if it's Chase Edmonds. I mean, he's he's a he's a threat coming out of the backfield, especially catching the football. And then Kyler Murray and what he can do with his legs, what he can do with his arms, with his arm. It's just uh, – it, it would be – we don't even know if Pitts is going to get past four. You know, Atlanta is such a linchpin for the rest of this draft. I mean, you look at uh, – I mean, you know what's going to happen with the top three picks. And another thing from the Schrager draft is he's another guy that's saying the Niners are going to go with Mac Jones at number three. They traded up all all those picks. They're going to take Mac Jones and, uh, and that marvelous dad bot to, to be the signal caller in San Francisco. So I like that even more. And then you got to figure out what Atlanta's going to do. I think he had New England trading up to four and taking a quarterback in this draft as well. So um, you got to find it's seven. That would put you probably that that's two picks between you and Pitts. And you probably have a Penny Sewell potential pick. Jamar Chase is probably going off the board for sure. But Pitts could go before both of those guys. It's pretty interesting to see what will happen. You still don't know. Seven's not a slam dunk. And I knew that watching draft day a hundred times would get me there. It'd be like a Sonny Weaver move. You know, it'd be a Sonny <laughs> Weaver move. Vontae Mack, no matter what, you could have had him at, at 12 or whatever before he moved up to number one. Sonny, um, if Atlanta doesn't draft a quarterback, they're out of their minds, in my opinion. Look at what happened with Detroit last year. Look at what happened with Detroit last year. It probably would have been Tua, which who knows at this point what's going to happen, but you need a quarterback if you want to succeed. You need a quarterback with a gun. All of these quarterbacks have cannons. I mean, Mac Jones is the le- is the least of the five. But, man, if you let Justin Fields or Trey Lance walk you past four to draft a tight end when you have a 30, what, 36-year-old quarterback, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? So, I, you know, and yeah. again, you're right. Four and five. Four and five are, are the two – I mean, they're going to be the catalyst to move things to make them make the draft go crazy, um, or kind of make the draft a, a little bit more boring uh, than we foresee it to be. Now, but let's start this conversation. Josh is going to join us in a minute. But let's just take a look back quickly on the moves. Yes, elder statesmen ha- have been signed: um, Malcolm Butler, AJ Green, JJ Watt, trading for Rodney Hudson. Um, as of now. Is that a B plus off season? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can't for give sure. them an A I mean, because there's still moves that need to be made. No running back, no real wide receiver threat. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're relying on AJ Green to be your wide receiver too, um, you, you haven't really watched football the last two years. If he becomes that, if he still has the juice left, great. But there's there still needs there's still moves. They they don't have a tight end, a pass catching tight end on the roster. I mean, Darrell Daniels is in some capacity. Let's let's bring Josh in here quickly uh, to ask the question as well. Josh Weinfuss, ESPN, uh, Arizona Cardinals writer. He'll get here at some point. Um, so, so you give him a B plus, Bo. Is, is that's fair to say there's still holes, but it's an above average offseason? They were able to fill big time needs with you know 
plus talent. They were able, especially on the on the offensive and defensive line. Like when we saw that they signed J.J. Watt, they were able to bring in Rodney Hudson, Hudson a guy who's made the Pro Bowl several times. Um, he's, I mean, he's a bit made huge upgrade on uh, on Mason Cole at the center position, and it just continues to add to an offensive line which had it took a leap from you know being the, in the top in the NFL as far as surrounding sacks in 2019 to a lot has to do with also Kyler Murray too, but they. They did a great job. 29 sacks they gave up last year. Um, and they're getting to just assume that if Rodney Hudson stays healthy and so does DJ Humphreys, they're in a good spot. And, uh, yeah, I think Malcolm Butler, I th- do you believe he's their, their CB1? You think he's their top corner? Yeah, depending on what they do in the draft. I mean, I know that's a very, uh, yeah. tired, it's a very tired way to look at it. But, yeah, 100% he is. I mean, Byron, if yeah. you if you can put yourself in a situation to be able to move Byron Murphy inside and not force him out, Josh Weinfuss, Arizona Cardinals, writer for ESPN joining us. What's up, dude? How are you? What's going on, guys? Good. How are you? Oh, God, I love that hat. If I could talk about the Masters for six hours today on a live stream, I would do it. Then why don't I? I mean, because hey, I'd rather just watch it and eat Jersey Mike's or something, you know, and take a nap. Yeah. Jersey. Yeah, I'm on a Jersey Mike's. A random. But okay. Been on a Jersey Mike's kick recently. So we're talking about the offseason, just taking all of the moves, the the sugar-coatedness, the sexiness of all the moves has kind of gone away. We're, they're all Arizona Cardinals now. Um, what grade would you give the offseason so far? Just ballpark. I know there's still moves that need to be made, the draft coming up, but so far, how would you grade it? I'd say A-. minus. Okay. You know, I think that, that they went and addressed a lot of needs. I don't necessarily think this is a offseason for the long term. This is an offseason for now. You know, they, they signed – the big guys that they signed are all in their 30s. They gave them all one- and two-year deals. So they're obviously trying to win now. They want to capitalize on Kyler Murray's rookie contract. So that's not pretty obvious. But for the long term, you know, this obviously wasn't for the long term. You know, I think that's going to be addressed next season when the cap's, you know, much higher. They have more money to play with. You know, they're going to obviously look for the long term of the draft. But I think this offseason, for, for what it is, for what for what they need to do in 2021, I'd give it an A-. Yeah, A-. Minus. We just said B+. Plus and, I, uh, you know, it doesn't, I mean, you're just a couple percentage points off there. I think we're all in the same group as far as how they've done. And they added big-time players on both sides of the football on the offensive and defensive line. We, we were just debating over this Peter Schrager mock draft uh, where they, they're aggressively moving into the top 10 and taking Kyle Pitts. I think that would be a slam dunk for this team. Do you, do you envision them having any more big moves left up Steve Kahn's sleeve? I think drafting a tight end in the first round would be a waste of a pick. <laughs> okay. Well, we that, yeah. that came into our conversation. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about, you know, the, the – previous first round picks they haven't exactly popped when you see the best tight ends in the league none of them were selected on night one nobody was was the top guy and there's there are probably two or three good you know tight ends that could be that can they can go after in this you know fourth fifth or sixth round seventh round you know there's good third day tight ends that you don't need to draft you know you don't need to trade up lose some capital if you you know i'm assuming that's probably what they would give up you know some draft capital or whatever and, and go and, and try to get a tight end in the first round you just you just don't need that i think there are too many other needs that you need to address with the 16th pick and that is wide receiver if the right guy is there 
cornerback if the right guy is there and running back if the right guy is there. So uh, tight ends is not that would be a bad move. But <laughs> here's the thing: this needs to be considered. Peter Schrager is very close with Cliff Kingsbury, so either he's getting fed something to you know put some other teams on the wrong path, or Cliff's telling Peter you know the truth. I mean, Cliff isn't exactly Fort Knox when it comes to who they're drafting. Uh, in his, you know, he, his, is, his he is actually, he is actually, he like he's been Fort Knox ever since he like the Kyler stuff was just like we people in the market, other media outlets in the market were convinced by someone else in the in the organization they weren't going to draft Kyler Murray, and I don't know how that was possible. Like literally <laughs> every single sign, every tea leaf pointed to Kyler Murray going number one, but everything. Wasn't it the rumor that Cliff had dropped that at like the hotel bar at the, in Indy? Yeah, it's, uh, apparently he told people that it's happening. But like, here's the thing: he didn't need to tell anybody. Yeah. You don't you don't hire this guy if you don't go after that quarterback. Yeah. Like, literally, you weren't gonna you weren't gonna hire Cliff and then draft Joey Bosa. Like, there's no freaking what or Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa. Like, there's yeah. no way that you were going to do that. So like, it doesn't it, like literally this doesn't take rocket science to. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. <laughs> um, but since then, Cliff doesn't say anything, right? He, literally, like, covering this team on a day-to-day basis, we've gotten used to Cliff saying, injuries, lower body, upper body. I want to be at Cliff. It's not hockey. You know, like, like, <laughs> like he actually is Fort Knox. So either he just, you know, he what he told Peter Schrager was true, which it, it could be, but or this was just, you know, a smoke screen, which – it very well could have been as well. Uh, Josh Weinfuss, Arizona Cardinals writer for ESPN, joining us. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. Follow Josh at Josh Weinfuss. Follow Bo at Bob Brock. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Coming up next, we're going to continue this conversation a little bit. I'm going to ask Josh who we would take at 16 between a wide receiver and a corner if there were two guys that could make an impact on this roster. That's next, Locked on Cardinals. But first, it's time to talk about betonline.ag. Listen... March Madness is over. It's sad. But, oh boy, the NBA is ramping up. The NHL is ramping up. You've got the Masters from today through Sunday. There are plenty of things to wager on, and Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. They, they cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV also if sports aren't your thing. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So, Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Again, go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Final segment, Locked On Cardinals. Um, I feel like our tagline, Bo, should be we're going long today. Is that is that would that be catchy? Uh, Josh Weinfuss here. I want to pick your brain about this. Um, Caleb Farley with the the two back surgeries. He came out and talked with Chris Sims earlier and talked to. He's like, it's it's on the teams that 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 pass on me. I want to moss on them. I can't remember the exact quote. It was awesome. He goes, I want to high step to the end zone while I'm pointing at my back because it's not going to be an issue in the draft. Um, he would be the bona fide guy. It seems like him and J.C. Horn. If if uh, if he was fully healthy, and then you know their wide receivers there too. If you had your pick of Devonte Smith, 
and the three corners, who would you want at 16? It's a tough question. Yeah, I know. It's a tough question. I mean, here's the thing with back injuries. They're never – your back will never be the same. It doesn't matter how great of a surgeon he had. Two back surgeries is never a good sign. So he can say this all he wants. And these young kids, good for them. They have all the confidence in the world. But back injuries are nothing nothing to mess with. So if Horn is on the board, I go with Horn over, over the other guy. Okay? If it's tough to be. Between receiver and a corner, I don't. I don't. It's so hard because they need good receivers going forward. And if you can get your your hands on a first round caliber receiver, it's going to pay dividends, right? We know that. But a first round corner, they need a corner badly. Um, you know what? I'll go receiver. I think this offense is too important right now. I think Cliff Kingsbury needs to win this year to keep his job. So if I'm the Cardinals, I give him every opportunity to do that. So I go with the receiver. Do you think Larry Fitzgerald lets him know his decision before the draft? Yeah, I bet they already know. Yeah. Yeah, I just. I mean, if they go receiver, man, who's going to. Is he even fit in that room any longer? Well, there are a couple reports out there that he doesn't, right? Um, yeah. The only, if he wants to come back, they will find room for him because just him being there is so valuable to everyone else in that room. But are they going to pay him $11 million? Like, do they have the cap space to pay him $11 million? Um, and then, like, is he going to be okay in year 18 not getting the ball that much? Yeah. Because... If he comes back and they draft a receiver at 16, he's what? You're four? You're five? Right? Like, is he okay with being that? I think that's the question of the offseason if he comes back. Is he okay being, you know, a 30-catch guy if that? I don't know. Yeah. Is he coming back to chase down Jerry Rice if that's the case? And 30 catches isn't going to do it. Yeah, that's a good point. It'd be tough to extend that catch streak with all those wide receivers on the on the field and it's and on that depth chart too. It's it's going to be wild. You know, does does a guy like Christian Kirk become expendable at that point? Then, like you know, it you do have some kind of some wiggle room, but it would it would make things it's tough, but a lot more interesting than they already are. Yeah, I mean, you look at it. That's interesting, Bo. I mean, they need a three and a four this year. Could Christian Kirk be flipped for a third or fourth round pick if you want to completely start over? Now, Josh, I, I want to just jump back to what you said about receiver. I mean, it's interesting because this is such a polarizing time for not only Cliff Kingsbury but the organization because, on one hand, you want to see Cliff's offense with as much offensive talent as possible to see if it's his problem or if the Cardinals just didn't have the amount of talent on the outside to make it work at, at its fullest potential. They're going against... Robert Woods, George Kittle, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, twice. And then Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Cooks, Michael Pittman, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, DJ Chark. I mean, those are wide receiver ones that the Cardinals didn't have to face last year. So if they don't Why have you a corner. Just off every receiver in the league. So that's, I mean, that's their schedule. 
I'm just kidding. I know, but I mean, I know, it's like I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, but this defense is so good, in my opinion, right now. Like this is a great defense on paper, right? They have all the pieces that they need to be great. And with Malcolm Butler on one side, they're probably going to have to, unless they draft a guy, they're probably going to have to move um, Byron Murphy outside or keep him outside and go go sign somebody or whatever. Like having if you move him outside, slot is in your issue. And that's not a terrible problem, right? There are, if you don't have an outside corner, that's a major issue because teams will pick on you all day long. Having a slot, you can, you can hide that a little bit, right? You can even use Isaiah Simmons if you need to at times at slot corner. Um, Buda Baker can be a slot corner if needed. Okay. This offense needs to work for this team to go to the Super Bowl. They can, they can put up enough pressure on the quarterback up front we're not having having a hole in the secondary can be easily masked. Having not having the right options at receiver cannot be masked. Like, like we've we've seen what that does to this offense, and it's not good. If they don't have the right options, that means DeAndre Hopkins is getting double or triple teamed, and no one else is producing. Right? I just I I still don't think Andy Isabella is a long term option for this team. Um, I just, I think that they need to go receiver if they want to take the next step. Well, listen, there's a lot to unpack still. We're three weeks away from the draft. I mean, this is going to go back and forth. We'll have you on definitely before the draft uh, happens. I mean, let's hope that they just make a signing, a small signing or two. Um, before then, so there aren't as many question marks going into the 2021 draft. Josh Weinfuss, at Josh Weinfuss, Arizona Cardinals writer for ESPN, ESPN.com. Bo Brock, the good hair of the group. Um, Alex Clancy, the brains. Uh, we'll talk to you guys.